The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hang on for a second here. Big Sills, National Football Show. How you doing here? Right? Hang on here. I, I'm reading something. Hurt sucks time? Oh, Brandon, ye of little faith. Welcome to the National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Hang on. I got to read this. This isn't even from me. This is from CBS. Let me. What? Wait a minute. This can't be true. This is from CBS. Mike, how you doing, big guy? Ranking NFL contenders' strength of schedule in the final nine weeks. Here's who has the hardest and the easiest path. Let's go down and scroll down here for a minute. Hardest to weakest. The Lions have the hardest schedule for the rest of the year. Combined record of opponents faced so far, 45 and 24? 652 win percentage. The Lions. Steelers are second. Cardinals are third. Wow, they got the third hardest schedule finishing the year. Ravens. One, two, three. The fourth. The Bears. The Bills. The Dolphins. Commanders, who we play on Monday. Even the Cowboys. 35 and 33. What's going on, Maniac? The Giants. Okay, let's scroll. Who's got the easiest path to the playoffs? The Eagles. <laughs> 418 win percentage on the way out the door. And so far, the Eagles have played teams with a combined record of 28, 38, and 1. Congratulations, team. Man. This, this is phenomenal here. Look at this. It's unbelievable. Ravens combined record of remaining opponents. Holy cow. Look at that. That's pretty unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, I thought you'd be interested in that. Oh, man. Congratulations to you. You got the least amount of resistance to get to the playoffs. It's all good. No worries. So you get to play a whole bunch of tomato cans. Who'd you fight, Rock? Spider Rico. The Eagles have nine weeks of Spider Ricos. <laughs> I love it. How you doing? 
I'd rather be on the side. Hey, Jay, I don't, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying that. Why not? How many years do you think the Patriots benefited from playing in the shitty AFC East? 20 years? 20 years? By the way, you might be the healthiest. Because if you get to beat up on all these teams, who gives a shit about the regular season? What you don't want to be is if you're the Eagles, is a one-and-done team. You think the Eagles have a shot at being a one-and-done? I've got some precedent here for you, too. Just recent history on being a one-and-done. Sills, there's only like six good teams. You're right, Jay. Jay, I'm having fun here with it. I'm not really ripping the Eagles. How many years did the 49ers with Montana had the benefit of playing in the shitty NFC West? There were very good teams in the West. Rams a little bit. The rest of them stunk. Right? They all stunk. Montana Brady. I've said this before. Majority of their careers, they really had no competition in their divisions. Brady has had zero competition. What, the Chad Pennington year? Oh, yeah, that's right. He blew his knee out that year. That's the year that even Matt Castle won 11 games. Think about that. Matt Castle, the year Brady missed with his knee, he won 11 games. I'm not, I'm not ripping on you guys. So you have the least resistance on the way out the door. Great. Great. Fantastic. But do you think you're a one and done? So you, you may, you're probably going to have the best record in the NFL. Well, let me ask you this. Didn't the Dodgers have the best record in baseball? What happened to them? Bounced. Didn't the Suns have the best record? Bounced. Why do I sit here and believe with no game experience whatsoever at any one of your skilled positions that the Eagles are prepared to play in the postseason? Your coach hasn't. Your quarterback, limited experience. Nobody's really had great success in the postseason outside the guys in the O-line. And how many in the O-line? Kelsey and Lane Johnson? So how many guys on the starting 22 have Super Bowl experience? Dirk Barnett? Fletcher? Who's not Fletcher 17? Who else? Lane? AJ's got no postseason <laughs> experience that you would go, that guy was a force. So why do I believe that the Eagles are going to have success in the postseason when you've had no experience? Your coaching staff included. Nick Sirianni versus Kyle Shanahan? I'll take Kyle. Jonathan Gannon in the postseason? Really? Are the Eagles a one-and-done football team? Hey, nobody cares about the regular season except for one thing. Home field advantage. You want home field advantage. By the way, 
Philly 500, second hour, 4.30 Eastern time. The difference is we saw how complete this team has was before the season started. We're still seeing it as the season unfolds. This team will be hard for any of those other mediocre teams to beat. T-Card, not, not a bad take. Once the playoffs start, records mean nothing other than seeding. Chris, that's why you want to have the playoffs run through Philly. Jay, I'm not – hey, Jay, I agree. I think the Eagles are the most complete team in the league. Okay. But the record's not going to indicate they're the best team until they do something. And get this, when they go into the playoffs, they may, they may be the least experienced team of all the teams going into the playoffs. Now, again, that doesn't mean they can't go far. But it's something to think about. We've seen precedents of this all through sports, even in the last decade. You can pick a sport. Best team, best record, any sport over the last five years. And those teams have all been bounced. What separates this team? Why is this team any different from the Dodgers? I get it's different sports. I understand this as well. Again, but here's the problem. I think it's easier for baseball. You got a seven-game series. You have a shitty game. Look at the Astros. You could be down in the series. Best team usually wins in a seven-game series. And NFL football? We all know this. 60 minutes, anything can happen. We see it all the time. We see it all the time. One and done. What makes you say that this team, again, have some facts behind it and not just, well, because they're my Eagles. <laughs> That's good too, man. It's all good if you want to have that theory. We will not be one and done. No way. Okay. Giants will be the most inexperienced team if they make it. Yeah, but they won't be the best team with the best record. Most likely, they're going to be a wild card. Well, most definitely, they'd be a wild card. Dallas is really the only person in the division that can kind of keep pace with the Eagles right now. The rest of it, Cowboys lose a game getting into Christmas Eve. The East is wrapped up. And if you're going to get two teams out of the East... You're going to be a wild card. We have postseason experience. No, you don't. Not a coach on the staff, except for Stoutland. Every single skilled guy has had limited or no success in the postseason. And you got two guys in the O-line. That's not a lot of experience. Well, Lane's there. Okay. Wish Lane could catch the football. O-line knows success in the playoffs. No, it doesn't. Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey does. Those are the only two out of the five. Okay? Don't make it sound like that's the same O-line that was in Philly in 17. It ain't. But to your credit... The magnifying glass on the Eagles will be huge. Absolutely. You're going to have the best record, and you're going to have to have. Dude, I think the biggest thing going on right now for the Eagles is home field advantage. Screw the undefeated number. Nobody cares. 
Do you? When's the last time that a team that went undefeated, like all the way through almost the season, and got through fourteen wins, like the Patriots did it, the um, the Colts did it. Shit, even that Ravens team, all those teams got bounced. All those teams got bounced. What makes the Eagles different? Let me think. What makes them different? The NFC's not good? Okay. I agree. Is there a complete team? Is there anybody in the NFC where you go like this if you're the Eagles? I don't know. The 49ers got to get their shit together, which means they got to get guys on the field. And if they don't get guys on the field and they don't have all their players in line, when you play in that NFC championship game, because I think that's the NFC championship game. The NFC championship game will be at Lincoln Financial against the San Francisco 49ers. Unless you get bounced. And you're a one and done. How do you protect from being a one and done? Well, you're going to get the bye. Most likely. Unless something happens different on Christmas Eve. You're going to get the bye. That's why that game. You're going to play the most significant games this year in Jalen Hurts' career. The Christmas Eve game against Dallas in his first playoff game since last January. Those are really the only games that he... Oh, the Monday night game against the Vikings I thought was a big night for... Here, I'm going to show you this here with Jalen Hurts as we get further into this. And by the way, Listen to what I'm talking about here. Undefeated, home field advantage, protecting from being a one-and-done team like the Dodgers or the Phoenix Suns or the Tampa Bay Lightning of a couple years ago. Best record, President's Cup, bounced. Bounced. The Viking game on Monday night was a great game. The Cooper Rush game, Everyone's always going to say this in the media. He didn't play Dak. And it's fair. It's not right. But it's kind of fair. Christmas Eve, there'll be no excuses. Then you have no excuses. You have to start giving the Eagles a little bit more credit. I think people look at Philadelphia and go like this. Man, they're really having a great year. But are they for real? You got one of the worst schedules on the planet. You haven't been tested at all. That's a testament to the team now, too. Hey, and I'll give you guys this here, okay? I'll give the Eagles this. Hey, Sills, you can line up 70 tomato cans, and we're going to run them all over. And you have. And again, like I said, to even not get over critical of the Texans game, you're going to get three games like that a year where you play like shit a little bit. But you're still so talented, you're going to beat them. Not a big deal. It's the NFL, man. Best, best players in the world play in this league. They get paid, too. They get paid, too. By the way, I'm trying to give you kudos here, but still doing this. Don't be a one-and-done. How do you protect from being a one-and-done football team? How do you protect from being that? Playing your best football? Health? Not playing against great teams? I think that plays a lot. Hey, do we agree? 
One of the things that kept Brady and the Patriots so good for so long was that they didn't play anybody during the regular season unless it was outside their own division, right? When you had to play the Colts or you had to play somebody in the NFC that was good. And usually you had a tougher schedule because you won the Super Bowl or you went to the AFC Championship game, right? But you were pretty much going to be a slam dunk to make the postseason. Nobody really contested. Who 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 is in that? Roethlisberger. You had Roethlisberger, and you had Peyton Manning. The rest of them, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I'm sure. Michael, thank you for coming aboard. By the way, I'm going to show you something else. I wrote this down. To win a Super Bowl ain't that easy. That's why I allowed it. What I'm talking about with one and done here. Let me tell you the starting quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls that are active right now. Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Stafford, and Rodgers. Flacco's a backup in New York, and he doesn't start. Five guys out of 32 teams have won Super Bowls that are active. Five. Five guys. Think about that. Think of how many quarterbacks over the last 10 years have won. If your name wasn't Manning or Brady or Eli, you didn't win Super Bowls. Ain't that easy. That's what makes Nick Foles and what he did miraculous. He puts his name in that list. Dude, Flacco. Look at, look at in the last 10, 15 years. Flacco, Foles. You put Mahomes in there now. If your name's not Brady Manning, Manning, ain't that easy, man. Right now, one, two, three, four, five guys are active out of 32 teams. Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Stafford, and Rodgers. Five guys. And Jalen Hurts is going to break into that? We'll see. He's, got, he's going to have the least amount of resistance to get into this opportunity, which is, again, not a rip. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles don't make the schedule. I, I, I will say this, though. I think the inflated numbers of the NFC East are not true. Those teams aren't that good, except the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think the Giants are good. I don't think Washington's good. I think Dallas is fair. But because they play such shitty schedules this year, every year, watch this. Last year was the worst division in football. Is there any coincidence this year it's the best? Why? Because the schedules are easy for all the teams, all four teams. It's not an Eagle thing. It's how the league does it. You watch the Eagles will have the toughest schedule in the NFL next year. Facts. That's how they keep the parity in the league. They call it parity. We call it bad football. Seals, do you believe in the Vikings? More so today than I did the day after the Eagles dismantled them. They're looking better. I still think Philly's better. The kid they got from Detroit, I think, is going to make an impact. Hey, Stefan, I'm not saying anything negative here. I'm just pointing shit out to you here. 
This dude, nobody's buying the Giants as a good team. Think the Giants are really anything? No, they play shitty teams. The Eagles are in a shitty division, but they're a good team. Dude, it's JV every look at Monday night. They're gonna kill that team. The Texans, they slap walk through that game. They don't even, they don't even. You got to worry about not playing your best football when you start putting games back to back, but I don't think that team's in that position. Eagle fan goes, I welcome that difficult schedule next year. You do? Well, we'll see how Jalen plays with a difficult schedule next year. And if that $45 million will be warranted. Because when you start having to play people and pay people, it's a different world. Daniel Jones won't be a watch this. Tyler Heineke, Daniel Jones won't be starters on those teams next year. So don't tell me about the Giants a good team. They're gonna lose their quarterback because they don't like him, and Washington's gonna look for a quarterback in the draft. That's a good division. When half the division is going to be in the market for a quarterback. Really? Giants beat the Ravens in Tennessee. Giants suck. Give Jalen 500 bucks. You think the Dolphins are looking better than the Cowboys? Yes. I do think the Dolphins look better than the Cowboys. I, how about this? I would fear, I would fear him more. Okay, by the way, remember what we were talking about a little bit yesterday when you start to decide what you're going to do with Jalen? By the way, kind of what I'm talking about here a little bit. I'm going to get into another point here. So Kansas City, let's go the best wide receiver in the league. Why is that? Because they couldn't afford him. But you think that you're going to be able to keep all these guys. Once you start paying your quarterback, nonsense. Nobody lets the best wide receiver in the league go. And a potential gold jacket guy who's in his prime. Nobody lets him go like that. They let him go. Why? Not because they didn't like him. They let him go because of money. Because they pay Mahomes 50 million. Facts. He's the best receiver in the game. Wouldn't you want to have the best receiver in the game with the best quarterback in the game? That's how the league works, folks. That's how it works. That's how they keep the parity. League's, league's great at this. They're only as good as the weakest link. That's why every year you see different teams making playoff runs. Every year. I think Hurts... I like Hurts, but I think he's worth a mega contract. He's not worth blowing up the team over. I don't think he's worth a mega contract. I don't either. You won't have the same football team. Tennessee did as well without a top-tier quarterback for some time. For some reason. Yeah, because they had Derrick Henry. Marina says Dable has changed the culture in New York and the Giants are overachieving. It's good coaching, and it is a true comment. 
Jalen will make between 30 and 40 annually. They might front load him to try and save cap during certain years. Hey, Flash, if they could be creative in creating a contract for Jalen Hurts, if I were Jalen Hurts, I'd sign two-year, three-year contracts. Okay? Get it all guaranteed. Get it all guaranteed. And here's the reason that you want it that way. Just like interest rates, they go up and down. Well, the one thing in the NFL, the market value for quarterbacks today because the salary cap goes up is going to go up. One thing that's for sure about the NFL, quarterback salaries go, don't go down. They go up. My problem is this. I don't know how to value Jalen Hurts when you're talking about the shittiest schedule in the league, the way out, how do you gauge that, and what happens next year when you start playing good teams? Is he going to be worth the $45 Because I promise you this, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray are not. Those teams are not winning Super Bowls anytime soon. They have no chance. No chance. By the way, when you guys won the Super Bowl in 2017, Carson Wentz was still on a rookie deal. That escalator didn't kick in until a year later. Same as golf. And you won the game with probably, I don't know what Foles made. What, a million dollars? Million dollar quarterback? Hertz will play good teams in the playoffs. Like who? The Giants? The Vikings? They're good. Vikings are good. Eagle fan said that Jerry told Dak to his face he overpaid for him. Telling you this, if Dak Prescott does not beat Jalen Hurts on Christmas Eve, I am moving off of that guy in the offseason and moving him. And then you're really going to find out how good that guy is. Because to me, he has not delivered in Dallas. Does that guy look like Patrick Mahomes to you? Some go, well, Sills, that's the market value. Well, that's the market I'm not in. Paying for shitty quarterbacks or underachieving quarterbacks, I'm not in that market. I'm not saying Jalen's underachieving. He's completely overachieving. For his contract, he has outplayed that contract tenfold, tenfold, 40-fold. Completely outplayed that contract. No question about it. He's the most underpaid guy in the league. You, you, you don't look at Jalen and go, we're paying that guy way too much. Salaries matter because you know why? If you're overpaying a guy, here's what happens. You got to make f- tough financial decisions on how you build your team. You're not as much in the room for being able to build your team when you don't have the cap space. Jalen Hurts is now the number one MVP race. Go figure. I think it's a three-man race. Jalen's right there. He's right there. Maybe Lamar's kicking himself in there too. 
You know, it's funny. I was watching Bayless and Shannon Sharp today. They're picking Chiefs and they're picking the Chiefs and the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Skip's still on this uh, fantasy that the Buccaneers are going to turn it around and get there. I don't think so. Big Seals, Jalen has taken the teeth never happened. Not with clutch sports. I ask you again, what makes you think the Eagles aren't one and done? There's very limited experience on the team. Very limited. When it comes to playoffs. That doesn't procure them from not winning it and getting into the NFC title game. I'm not saying that. I've seen very young and experienced teams. Jimmy Johnson's Cowboy teams were the youngest team in the league when they won that Super Bowl. It it does happen. Packers going to play love next year? Next year. How about next week? How if are they going to play in a, Hey, Tony, I, I meant the AFC championship game. My bad. Shannon has them in the AFC championship game. Okay. Excuse me. It was AFC championship game. That's a shit take considering they are a better team this year with better players. You got one player added to the offense. One. One guy. One guy. I wouldn't write home about your run defense. Your secondary is saving that whole group over there. You had nine sacks against Washington. I think some of those sack totals that the Eagles have are fool's goal. Nine sacks against Washington. You take the Washington game away. I don't know. That thing doesn't get home a lot. They're calling the 49ers Ravens. That, that's what it was, Brandon. 49ers Ravens in the Super Bowl. Can you imagine? Two guys. One guy, you're telling to go home after the Super Bowl, Jimmy G. And the other guy, you didn't pay. That's the call the money bowl. It won't be just the Super Bowl. That would be the money bowl. Ravens with Lamar Jackson, who turned down a $250 million contract, and Jimmy G, who's going to be a free agent. And get this, one of the reasons he came back was because he would have a no trade in there and he could go anywhere he wanted. It's the money bowl. When was the last time a quarterback won the MVP in a Super Bowl in the same year? Had to be Brady so- had to be Brady somewhere in there. Maybe Rodgers did it. Or Manning, one of them guys. Had to be Brady. Hey, get this. Stop discrediting wins. I didn't at any time. That's not what this conversation was about. Least amount of resistance to get the best formula for success is not always a bad thing. It's probably why you're healthy. You're playing against lesser and inferior opponents. It's okay. It's not a, hey, that's not your issue. That's the league and how they do this. 
you tradition, you will play the toughest schedule in the league next year if you go as far as many people think this team is going to go. And then we'll find out more next year, actually. You're not even close to the playoffs? No, you're not. You got a lot of football left. Is there still doubt if the Eagles and Jalen continue this path to the Super Bowl? Um, To what? 99 was the last time that happened. Okay? Like I told you, there's only five active quarterbacks right now that are starting in the NFL that have won Super Bowls. Ain't that easy. Jimmy G takes advantage of the team, Stephen. So does Jalen. Colts, Titans are run heavy, and can they stop the Eagles? No. I don't think so. Kurt Warner was the last time. Okay. They act like the Eagles don't have any stars on the team. Funny you say that. I think you have um, two on offense and one on defense. The 49ers have six. Look at the quarterbacks on the Colts and Titans. I can't, The kid from Texas and Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> not very, not a lot to write home about. <laughs> but I pointed this out to you because, again, 8-0, you can have, the Dodgers won 111 ball games and were bounced. Suns, I think two years in a row, right? They had the best overall record in the NBA. Bounced. Bounced. Stars don't equate to Super Bowls. Marcus, you can't be any more right than that. I'm going to make a point to you, Marcus, and you're dead on. In those six Super Bowls that Tom Brady won in New England, name me one Hall of Famer. Outside of Gronk, that he won Super Bowls with. Name me one. And to be more to the point, name me one first round draft choice that Tom Brady won Super Bowls with at the wide receiver position, tight end position. Can you name me one? There isn't. There isn't. Once again, Greasy, not listening. Wide receiver, tight end. Name me one, not one, in that offensive huddle. Not one. Gronk was a second rounder. You think Commander's running at the Eagles this week? It's their only chance. (laughs) Adam Finitary, very nice. Didn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Didn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Didn't win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. There. Do you think the Eagles would stand a chance if Sean Payton was the Niners coach? I don't care how good a coach you are. You don't have the the Jimmys and the Joes. You ain't beating anybody. 
you ain't beating anybody. Connect, think about that. You can't be more right, Marcus. The Patriots didn't beat you with first rounders. They did. They didn't. Aaron Hernandez was like a fourth or fifth rounder. Kronk was a second rounder. Edelman and Amendola were nobodies. Welker was a trade that they got from the Dolphins for special teams. They played with nobody in the first round. Think about how that team was constructed. And it was Brady. I'm not saying that they didn't invest in the O-line. They did. But skilled people, they didn't have A.J. Brown. They didn't have Devontae Smiths. They had people that were cast-offs. But because the quarterback was that good, quarterback could carry the team. That's not the case in Philly. You got premier players at those positions. Brady had no premier players. Shit, Eli Manning had premier players, and he won one. But Jalen's going to have a dynasty. Okay. Sills, what's the best quarterback you played with? Probably Aikman. Eagles schedule next year, if the season ended today, would be the AFC East, Kansas City, and the NFC West, Tampa, and Minnesota. Now we're talking. Greasy. Brady never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. Eli won two? Don't know your point that you're making, asshole. No team is going to ever do that what New England did. Correct. The Niners are second. The 2017 Eagles team didn't have a lot of stars at skilled positions either. Including the quarterback. Eagles 10 and 7 next year? I don't know about that yet. See what happens. That six pick looks awful good, doesn't it? No? I said that Manning Manning won Super Bowls. Meant that Eli and Peyton won Super Bowls. Rodgers can't carry it. By the way, I apologize for that. McNabb better than... uh. We're correct, Sills. <laughs> eh, sports not cool. So I'm again, you can win as long as your quarterback can carry you. There's no stars on there's no stars in Kansas City right now, except for Kale Kelsey. There's no stars in Kansas City. There's stars now down in Miami. They should trade that pick for another first rounder sales. Trade down, get more picks. Depends on what's there at number six right now. I'd like to see them parlay that pick too. By the way, you know what? I closed the show yesterday talking about the five best Eagle players. I want to revisit that here in a second, okay? Um, eight no. Who are the five best Eagle players right now? Um, I want to revisit that because we did that kind of like 
haphazardly in the latter half of yesterday's show. I want to hit on that a little bit, okay? Because I think it's important to take a look at somebody, and I want to throw this out there to you too. Rodgers couldn't carry to the bathroom. Hey, he's got a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. Slay all day. AJ wasn't a star till he came to Philly, really. So they just haphazardly just gave a guy that's not a star $25 million. Interesting. Let's take a look at that. I wrote them down. Ain't some honorable mention this time. Can I make a point to you about one guy? How many people believe that Darius Slay should be considered for the Defensive Player of the Year award? Let's see. The last DB to win it was Stephon Gilmore. Is that right? Did Stephon Gilmore win it with the Patriots in 19? I think in 2019, Stephon Gilmore, before the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, is the last defensive back to win the defensive player of the year. Somebody, somebody check that for me to see if that's is that if that's accurate. I think Gilmore in 19. Won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Nathan, is that right? Okay, so it's there's precedent. But there's a lot of pressure given on right now Michael Parsons. I don't know. If Darius Slay shuts down, he shut down Justin Jefferson already this year. He gets the number one wide receiver Every single week, he's going to get the kid in Washington on Monday night. He's going to get C.D. Lamb, maybe Odell Beckham too, Christmas Eve. You're going to get Claypool when you play the Bears. Should he be considered in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year? Micah Parsons is going to win that award. But yes, Slay and CGJ should be considered. Those two guys may make, as a matter of fact, that's another great one. Right now, I'll put my all-pro list together with Eagle players. Will the Eagles have a 1,000-yard wide receiver this year? I think you're going to get a tight end maybe get in there too. But you'll have one for sure. Mike is great, but getting all the headlines. Hey, and you know what, Keith? How can Michael Parsons be on a football team that can't stop the run and you're calling him the defensive player of the year? I'm not, the Eagles are better than the Cowboys at stopping the run. They're better at it. They're better at it. Why isn't Slay? Because you're in Philly. And the media thinks you're having a good start to your season. If, this, if, if the Eagle team had the Cowboy helmet on, every guy would be revered. Dallas Goddard would be talked about like Mark Andrews is being talked about in Baltimore or Kittle in San Francisco. 
The media doesn't see Slay. The players see it. When you put on the 22 and you watch Darius Slay play, as I did, you're like this. Boy, is he good. How did Matt Patricia, who's supposed to be a defensive-minded guy, allow Darius Slay out of the building? Holy cow. Unbelievable. Micah actually wanted to be an eagle. I mean, how, how, how can you be on a football team that gets run on? The Bears went for 240 yards against the Cowboys two weeks ago. 240. And that guy's on the defensive player of the year list? Why? I mean, dude, don't you think you got to be on a good unit to win that award too? Guess what Slay's unit's doing? What are they, giving up 19 or fewer points? So they're giving up 19 or fewer points. They're the best secondary in the league, and I think that's not close. I think San Francisco has a good secondary. And Slay's name? I think, hey, am I right when I say this? I think I'm the only guy that has brought Slay's name up for Defensive Player of the Year opportunity and as a candidate. No one else is bringing his name up. I wa- I went back and watched a couple games. I'm like, this guy's got to be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, Micah, him, Miles Garrett, he's not on a very good team either because of their quarterback situation. Maybe Fred Warner, linebacker Niners. Dude, I mean, Darius Slay has to be considered to be in that conversation. He's having a great year. Great year. How many Eagles do you believe will be all pros this year? I love that. I love that. Let me get to my five guys. Let me get to my five guys here. On on who I th- you know, I I, I I just talked myself into this too. Okay. I just talked myself into this. Um, who's playing better, CJ or Darius Slay? CJ's got five picks, but Slay plays again. Dude, Slay, sh- you, sh- you shut down Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in the sport. And you've taken on everybody's number one. I'm going to make a flip here on my list. I'm going to make a flip here. Here's who the five Eagles are. And by the way, honorable mention, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, and TJ. Those are my honorable mentions. Here's my five. I got CJ sitting there at five, five picks. This guy gets to the Eagles and he's got to play the following week. He has like 10 days to get the playbook down. And now he's a star. Got him at five. AJ Brown. What can you say? The impact he's had on the offense. He's a jump ball freak. And by the way, when he gets the ball, This guy's like Terrell Owens. Once he catches it, 
you have to get him on the ground and you ain't getting him on the ground with an arm tackle. You got to put that freak on the ground, dude. I got Slay at three. I think he's a defensive player of the year candidate. To me, the guy who you could make an argument is the best tight end in football. How, how about this? Is Dallas Goddard the most complete tight end in the NFL? Kelsey can't block with shit. Like, if I had to block Michael Parsons, J.C. Kelsey's not the guy I'm going to put on him. Michael Parsons would pick that guy up and slam him. I could put Dallas Goddard on Michael Parsons, and he could catch 100 yards. What's more valuable to you? And I get Kelsey. Kelsey's going to Hall of Fame. But Goddard is the most complete tight end. In my opinion, he's the most complete tight end in the NFL. The guy in Baltimore is right there, too. Mark Andrews. But he's injured. But Goddard's right there. And I would say this, of all the players, outside of Jalen and the improvement factor, he's the most improved Philadelphia Eagle from a year ago to today of any guy on the team. Any guy on the team. Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard are the most improved players on the team. Dallas Goddard just might be your all-pro NFC tackle. Not pro bowler, but all-pro. And, of course, Hurts, number one. CJ, A.J. Brown, Slay, Goddard, and Hurts. After eight games, these are the five best Eagles that have had I just special seasons. Watch this now. As we go on long on this, our ha- I, I, I should have prepared this better, but how about this? Our halfway point, all-pro team, Think of this for a second. I'll put an entire team together tomorrow. Lane Johnson is going to make the Pro Bowl. Kelsey is going to make the Pro Bowl. Landon Dickerson is going to make the Pro Bowl. Malad is not. Boy, I'll tell you what, does Miles Sanders make it? Let's leave him. AJ's making it. Devontae's not. Dallas Goddard is. So here's off your offense. And I'm I'm still not done with it because of Sanders. You got one, two, three, four, five Eagles on the offense. Let's go to the defense. CJ, Slay. Bradbury, all three of them guys are going. Maybe Reddick. That's four. Nine guys. The Sander Hardgrave? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Miles Sanders is right now on pace for 1,400 yards. See how it plays out. Potentially 10, right now nine Eagles 
might make. TJ's not making the Pro Bowl. Not making the Pro Bowl. He's not. But nine guys, and watch this. All pro? Lane? Kelsey's not making all pro. NFC tight ends. Kittle's been hurt almost the entire year. Who else in the NFC? Who else in the NFC would beat Goddard out? Now, all pros, both leagues. But I'm trying to go NFC first. I'm thinking of the NFC East. No tight end there. In the South, there's no Gronk. In the North. Hawkinson, no. In the West, Kittle, but he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Then you go Kelsey, Andrews. I think they picked three. Dallas Goddard's going to make the all-pro team. Whether it's going to be first, second, or third, doesn't really matter. When you're all-pro and you're on that sheet, you're the best in the business. Lane's going to be on the all-pro team. Slay's going to be on the all-pro team. Maybe one of the other guys, CJ or Bradbury, could, if I were to pick, it would probably be Bradbury. You may have four guys on the all-pro team. That's quite a testament. That's quite a that's that's quite a statement on guys and how good they've played this year. And again, folks, I know sometimes I I throw that out there. Weak schedule, they still kill teams. We don't see them play up and down. Again, the Houston game. Now, look, I'll tell you what. If they play like that against Washington, and they go in there and they limp around against Washington, and it's two in a row, then we got a problem. But I don't believe that. You notice after that game, the Friday after that game, I wasn't too concerned. You're going to get three shitty games like that. And by the way, Jalen didn't play poorly. Wasn't that? The run defense sucked. Kept that, it kept hope for the Texans. It's been kind of a deal all year, their run defense, when Jordan Davis is not in there. Right? Zach Ertz is not in Dallas Goddard's league. He's not. Howie was unbelievably right. I question that. I, I man, Hey, Zach Ertz may have made the most important catch in Philadelphia Eagle history. Okay? But at the end of the day, Goddard's better. I know we fall in love with guys sometimes. Goddard's better. You got it right. Goddard's better. Okay? They beat the most 500 or above. They beat two teams above 500. You've beaten two teams. What do you mean they've beaten the most? Beat the Cowboys and Vikings. No one else is above 500. Two teams. Come on, guy. Don't start making shit up. Goddard blocks better, and I think he has a better nose for the end zone. Eagles still haven't trailed in the second half. And nor should they. 
Marina, get this. Nor should they. Nor should they. Dude, you know what, Kyle? The one thing about Zach Gertz I always hated, I never saw a guy in my life look for four-leaf clovers more on a football field after the catch than Zach Ertz. Every time he caught the ball, down, down, down. Never was that guy like Gronkowski. Gronk was a, Gronk is the greatest complete tight end in pro football history. You know, they're talking about all the catches that, that Kelsey's making in Kansas City. I don't care. He ain't Gronk. You know, Gronk could not have a good game catching a ball, but knock your block off blocking. He was spectacular. With He has better hands. Gronkowski has like A.J. Brown hands. Gronk's the greatest complete tight end in history. There's nobody next to him. Goddard's the best overall tight end in the league. Ronnie is. He is. He's the overall best. They were 500 at the time. That's not how that works, dude. What do you think? This is college football? Flex, it doesn't work like that. You've played two teams with winning records. Plain and simple. It's not what they were. It's who they are. You want to get credit for what teams were supposed to be at the time instead of who they are today. Great. And Hey, and I agree. I think Goddard is exceptionally talented, and I think he's really athletic. Kyle, I, I, every time I see Dallas Goddard catch the football, Antonio Gates was not that great a blocker, I thought. I covered him for a couple of years, covering the Chargers, and I never thought he was really great at the point of attack. Dallas Goddard's a good blocker, man. Winslow, Winslow, Greasy, Winslow was the standard, okay, on catching and blocking. Fabulous at both. Fabulous at both. Had a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame wide receiver and joiner. You had Joyner, Muncie, John Jefferson. I mean, Dan Fouts. It was a great football team. Shocky, pretty good. Injury prone, though. Mark Bavaro, sports. You know the one thing with Mark Bavaro, and I love Mark. We're dear friends. The New York offense never asked him to catch a lot of footballs. I played against him in college, too, when he was at Notre Dame. Um, They never asked him to catch a lot of footballs. You know, but he, he was effective at it. They wanted him to be more of a blocker because the Parcells offenses in New York at the time, you know, the Joe Morris's, the Dave Maggots, the Otis Anderson's, those guys, that's what they were asked to do in New York. Ball control with Phil Sims, third down, third and short, all that shit. I never thought Gonzalez was a really great blocker. Not like this kid. Not like this kid. Seals, the Raiders have released Jonathan Abram. The safety, former first-round pick from Mississippi. He had 116 tackles last year. Should Howie go get him? Dude, I'd rather sign a Dominican Sue for depth in the D-line. 
I'd rather bring Sue in. I'd rather have him. You, you have more of an, get this, you have more of an issue, in my opinion, in the run defense than you do in the secondary. You guys are talking about safeties? I think the safeties are adequate. I, I'd rather have Adamic and Sue. I'd rather have Sue for depth and when you get Davis back. So wait a minute, look what you could have here. And by the way, Adamic and Sue is looking for a team from what I'm being told. He, he wants to play still. His agent said he still wants to play. Can you imagine if you get him in a Philadelphia Eagle uniform and you get Jordan Davis back, your, your rotation at DT will be Hardgrave, Fletcher Cox, Dominic and Sue, and Jordan Davis. My friends, you're not running a ball on them guys. Somebody's going to have a good game. Okay? Somebody in that group's going to have a good game. You may not get Fletcher Cox playing great all the time, and you're surely not going to get Adamic and Sue playing great all the time. And you could probably get Adamic and Sue right now for three million bucks. Dude, I'd gamble on that. You got one of the best D tackles. By the way, Sue had a better career than Fletcher did. He's a better player. Now, does he have anything left? That I don't know. Dominic Sue had a better career than Fletcher Cox did. That's no rip because Sue's going to be a borderline knocking on the door Hall of Famer. That's not a rip. But if I could put my point that I'm making, if I can put talent like that in the defensive tackle position and that costs me any equity, shit, he's a free agent. You don't have to give draft choices up for this dude. Sign his ass. At least work him out, bring him in. Feel me? Kyle, you, you, think of that again. Sue, Fletcher, Hardgrave, Milton Williams, and Jordan Davis. And, and and can you imagine if you're Jordan Davis? I'm sitting in a film room right now doing this. Watch this. Domikatsu is sitting here. Fletcher Cox is sitting here. And Jordan Davis is in between those two. And you got Tracy Rocker, who's a former Outland and Lombardi winner, as your D-line coach. And they're sitting all there talking. Let me tell you this. One of the greatest experiences in my life is when I was in the Dallas Cowboy locker room and I was sitting next to Tutal Jones and Randy White. And I'm in there listening to them. And I'm watching how they see the game. And I'm watching how those guys were preparing for teams and how they were looking for little nuanced things so that they could get an advantage on somebody they were playing. Okay? Think of that. I'm listening to Randy White. And I'm listening to Tutal Jones talk to me about D-line play. And one of the greatest compliments I ever got, Ed Jones is sitting in there. Butch Davis was the D-line coach, come up from the Canes. And he's sitting there. I knew how to play the defense because I helped invent that defense, the Canes G defense, that the Cowboys ended up playing. Me and Jerome were the architects of that. They put that four-man front together. It was called Canes G defense. Then it became Cowboy G. When they won those Super Bowls, they played the 43 Canes G defense. And Butch had a tape on it 
And we would get into games, and Ed Jones goes, yeah, I'm trying to do the same shit that Cilio's doing right there, getting his head front side and making sure he doesn't get on the outside shoulder so I have to turn it back in. I looked at Ed Jones, and after the meeting, Butch goes like this to me, quite a compliment. And I went, you think? <laughs> I went, you think? You think? Hey, don't forget, Philly 500. I got to take a time out here. Holy cow, I've just been talking my ass off here. Hey, man, we got a ton of stuff. Week 10 of the NFL. College football power five. What the hell else I got here? Oh, top eight prospect quarterbacks for next April's draft. Okay. Oh, and by the way, I showed Xander this, and some of you may have followed me on Twitter. But I got a great gift yesterday. I want to show it to you. I'll exclusively show it to you guys. We'll do that. Coming up next, please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
everybody coming aboard. Big sales. Philly 500 at the bottom of the hour. We'll get our boy on here and talk some Eagles football with him. Can't wait. Oh, I got to show you this. You know, I, I one of the coolest things that you can always tell, and I think Nick Saban is a lot like this as well, coaches that are friends for life, not just for your four years in college or for the time you play with them in the NFL. I want to show you this. I think the book comes out next week. And Jimmy Johnson sent me a copy here of Swagger. And in there, he writes this. It was a great ride, Dan. Or It was a great run, Jimmy Johnson. And I was, part, I was proud to be part of this. He sent books to everyone that were part of this, creating swagger. Guys who were shit talkers, as you guys know. Guys who weren't afraid to express their opinions. That's the kind of guy Jimmy liked. And that's pretty much how I've been my whole life. You weren't going to tell me that I wasn't going to beat you. You weren't going to tell me I wasn't going to make it to the NFL. You weren't going to tell me I wasn't going to be drafted. You weren't going to tell me we were going to lose a game. It was never, I, I, I got offended when you scored on me. To me, again, being part of this, more about the memories and such. When you're part of something like that, you're a part of a fraternity forever, especially when it's about winning. Winning. Hey, do you put a target on your cho- on your chest when you talk a lot of shit? You know what's funny? People always assume, Sills, you started talking trash when you got into the media. No, I've been talking trash since I was 18. This is nothing new. My, my idol was Ali. I loved Muhammad Ali. And when I got to Miami, holy cow, my coach was Muhammad Ali. I got a chance to meet Muhammad Ali. He came to our practices. And everybody on my team was Muhammad Ali's. I played with Michael Irvin. Talk about shit talking. But that's all about creating a culture. You know, I heard something that Jalen Hurts said. And I heard something that, I think Devontae said it. You know what Devontae said that makes me feel really good on what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles? You want to hear something? Devontae Smith goes like this. This is one of the funnest teams I've ever been on. Me too. Dude, when you're winning and the atmosphere in the building, it's contagious. It's fun to go to work and watch film. It's fun to do the little things. It's great when you're in that environment. The Eagles environment right now is wonderful. Best in the league. How many places do you think it's really great in the world to go to work to? These men get a chance to go to work, make a lot of money, and go in and have fun with one another. The camaraderie. The team bonding. All of that. It's great. It's really great. 
That's a, that is probably one of the greatest things to watch right now going on with the Eagles is how much they love one another. You do. When, when, when you win like this guy and you're on those teams, you love it. You never forget it. You never forget it. It becomes muscle memory. And then when you go to another place and it's a shitty environment, you're like, wow. Like when I went from the Canes to the Bucks, I couldn't believe it. How much of a drop-off it was. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, God, these guys, they, they put their head between their tails. After the first quarter, if they're down 10, Jesus, criminy, talk about surrendering. I hate that word. I hate the words quit, surrender, timeout, days off. I hate all that. Hey, you know what's crazy? I've never taken a day off since I've come to work here. Do you know what a lunatic that is? Do you know what a lunatic I am? At times I have to question myself because my wife and everyone has always said, look at the great things you've accomplished. Look, look, I know. But I think a lot of us are like that. Vita Vey on the Eagles defense, that'd be pretty good, man. I hate white flag, Kyle. Ugh. Ugh. Surrender, man. Hey, hey, Kyle, Aunt Betty, I'm going to say a word here. So, Kyle, last couple minutes and seconds, Mike Missanelli was in the building, too, at the time. Got beat by Penn State for the national title. As I told you before, we surrendered six first downs. Played my ass off. Jerome, all of us, most celebrated D-line, maybe in history. And we killed that team. Jimmy wanted to take us out. You know what swagger is? I went like this. Fuck that. We're finishing this. I went out there with five seconds left. And Steve Wisniewski and them guys go, we beat them. We beat them. We beat the monsters. I sat there and had to take it. I ain't surrendering anything. I don't surrender. I don't throw in the towel. I don't let go to rope. Wisniewski, we became friends after that, you know? All them Penn State guys. We beat you. We beat the monster. And get this, they came over, shook our hands. We had to, and I had to. I didn't want to. There's a picture of it on the internet of me with five seconds left in the game. I wasn't going to, but I said, nah, not cool. So I did. Hardest handshake, because I'm not a handshaker. I'm not. I'm not a handshaker guy. I'm, I'm a poor sport. I'm not a good sport. You show me a loser, a good loser, I'll show you a waiter. I don't believe in that. <laughs> Mamba mentality, Andrew. Never thought of it that way. It still's wait a minute. Brandon thought because I touched, I I I touched um 
God, what was that kid's name? I forget the quarterback's name. I touch him that I would get a couple sacks here, cheap sacks. I never thought of that. I should have probably touched him when he kneeled. Very good. I never thought about that, Brandon. I never thought about that. I probably should have did that. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, by the way, I want to throw this at you here. Don't forget, Philly, 500 at the bottom of the hour. Um, Devontae Smith. First round draft choice. Guys, can you do me a favor? What was Devontae Smith's stats last year? Can you tell me what they were? What were his stats? Just kind of somebody knows what they were like off the top of their head. I'm going to ask you an honest question about Devontae. Okay. What were his stats? I think he had like 68 catches. I think it's like 68 catches for flex. It was with 60 plus. I think it was like 64, 64 catches for like 930. Does that sound? No, 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 Nathan. I think he, I think he had 900 yards last year. I think he had 900 yards last year. I think it's like 64, 65 catches. 916, was it? Okay. And he had like 64 catches. Okay. So this year, he's on pace for 85 catches and 939 and four touchdowns. Are you happy with his production so far in two? Yeah, Andrew. Well, now he's on pace for 939 yards. It's about what? 916, 939. Okay. 27 more yards than a year ago. So he's going to improve by 27 more yards. He'll have 939 this year. 916 last year. Is that good production? All things considered, I'm happy with his production. Chalk it up sports. Nine, 916 and 939. You good with that? Putting a first rounder on that? And for the record, let's see. I'm, I'm going to get to the context, Yale. I'm going to get to the context of it. Let's take a look at this for a second here. I want to I I look at the um, average on what he's putting up right now per game. 939. 10. He's averaging 55 yards a catch, or 55 yards a game. So 55 yards a game. And let's see, eighty. If if he if he ends up with eighty five, that's a pretty good number. I'm not I'm not dismissing that. Eighty five, five catches a game. So five catches a game for fifty five yards is what Devontae Smith is averaging. Former first rounder. You good with that? 
One can argue he is the third option on the offense. That's worth a third rounder? Or excuse me, that's worth a, that's worth a first rounder? 64 catches for 916 is rookie year. Let's take a look at that, how much he's improved. 64 divided by 17. So he averaged three catches last year, a game. For 53 yards. So he's improved by two yards. 53-8. Is that worth the first rounder? Is that a first rounder? It's good considering his quarterback isn't a big passer. Seals first round, no second. First round, no. Second round, yes. Your point is valid. Not designated, not designed to have 2,000 yard receivers. Hmm. Again. It's a question. It's not shade. It's a question. Are you maximizing him to the best of his ability? He's a super talented kid. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going there. It's the cost of playing with a star wide out and A.J. Brown. Oh, okay. And a star tight end. Remember, Hertz isn't a big-time passer. So when... Okay, if that's the case, that's by design, he doesn't have big numbers. Boy, I'm really happy Devontae is a really great teammate because the majority of the receivers in the league would not tolerate that. The emergence of Goddard, too, I think that that's become prevalent. I'm going to go here with something, and I'm going to show you why the offense still has a long way to go in developing. I'm going to make a point here, and Yale, here's going to be where we're going with this. Other first-round wide receivers, um, Jalen Waddle had 100 catches and 1,000 yards in his first year, Isaiah. He had 100 catches. He had 46 more catches than what Devontae did a year ago. With a cast of quarterbacks in Jacoby Brissett and Tua Tagovailoa, here's where I'm going. So, you're happy with five catches and 55 yards, up from a year where he had three catches for 53 yards for a former first-round draft choice in this offense, and. According to our friend, that's just the price of having AJ on the team. Okay. If this offense has a long way to go, then I'm happy. Okay. I'm going to make a point to you. Like I said, we'll find out more about this team when they have to play good teams. Your quarterback doesn't spread it around a lot. These other guys go to tight ends, go to two wide receivers. And 
the real catalyst on the team to make this thing move is the fact you got a 1,400-yard back potentially. So I put this out there too. So Devontae, the third dude on the offense, it's not Quez. The third option right now on this football team is Devontae. And he gets five catches as an average as of right now. That I think this number comes down even more. But as of today, five catches, 55. By the way, the last time they played Washington, he was a stud in the game. By the way, I'm just pointing this out to here to you, too. Here's something else to think about. As good as Sanders is having right now, Miles Sanders is on pace to have 278 carries, 1394, and 13 touchdowns. But let's flip this to the passing game that everyone says is really proficient, okay? You don't get the ball to your first-round draft choice really at all. And between Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, you have 16 pass-catching attempts with two back. You have 16 catches between your backs you have no screen game whatsoever you have no screen game and it's not a progression offense you know the other day when somebody said that this has a lot of potential it does you have no screen game your backs are a non-factor in a passing game zero in eight games you have 16 catches from your running backs that's not proficient especially in today's nfl that's why they tried to go get Christian McCaffrey and we're kind of kicking the tires a little bit on Alvin Kamara. Yale goes to tight. Yale, in today's NFL, your backs out of the backfield is part of the game. Brady has made a career out of that, thrown to his backs. Okay? Any good offense, moving the sticks, you have no screen game. Your backs are non-factors in the passing game. And your former first-rounder is barely a factor. So you have a back that's having a great year, and your two targets in the passing game are Goddard and AJ. And it's becoming more of that each week. This is why when people say it still has a ways to go, and, and, and by the way, do I think it it, it, it it could get better? I do. We do. All around, I'm not saying you're wrong. But again, you have another component to the offense that you could add to this to make it even more impossible to defend you. It's You're winning every game. Why not open your horizons a little more to try to make and get the most out of your offense. I'm not, I am not ripping anybody. I'm talking about making it even harder on defensive coordinators, because what's going to happen here? Coordinators are going to figure this shit out. Goddard, AJ. Don't get hurt in the O-line. But if you had other components, 
When in doubt, throw the ball to Fournette. When in doubt, throw the ball to Sony Michelle. When in doubt, throw to Christian McCaffrey. Then you go to Debo. Then you go to Kittle. Look at what San Francisco has when I'm talking about being able to be a very tough offense to have to defend. Do you cover Kittle? McCaffrey, Debo, hell of a running game that's missed a Hall of Fame tackle who's coming back. You got more versatility in San Francisco because the quarterback knows how to get it around. I don't even know if they have a screen game. I have to take a look at that. What I'm saying is, as much as the offense looks like it's improving, and it is, no one's saying it's not. You have so much, you can get the ball more to Devontae. You're telling me you're happy, you can't be happy a first rounder getting three catches a game and 50 yards and telling me that's worth the first round draft choice. If you're not utilizing the kid's skill set, that, that, that's, not, that's not a good return. You know how I tell you about Fletcher Cox? He's sleeping on our TE screen game. I'm not talking about Goddard. I know that Goddard and A.J. Brown, that's what I'm saying, dude. You don't use anybody else in the offense. This opportunity here has a chance to grow more. A screen game and Devontae. Devontae is averaging right now five catches for 50 yards a game. He's on pace for 900 yards, 29-yard improvement from a year ago. I'm not ripping the kid. I'm saying if you want to be a tougher team to have to defend, get the kid more involved. You got 16 passes to your backs this year in eight games. It's non-existent. Well, our tight end. No shit. I said Goddard's the best complete tight end in the league. All right. Stats don't lie when you're talking about shit like this. I'm talking about improving the team. You guys are thinking I'm ripping the team, and I'm not. How can you rip it? There ain't no. Let's bring our boy Philly 500 in. And, Philly, here's where I'm going here with this. There's no question AJ and Goddard are playing great ball. But I'll ask you this. Are you happy with... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, 
done. Devontae Smith on pace for 939 yards this year. Last year, he had 916. Last year, he averaged three catches for 50 yards. This year, he's averaging five catches for 55 yards. They've had 16 screen passes to back. My point that I was trying to make to people, you can improve even more to make this a tougher offense to even have to defend as this mm-hmm. team gets more time. That's the only point I'm making. So there's more there's more room for improvement here. Yeah, I, I think there's always room for improvement. I, I definitely think they can improve. When I when I look at Devontae Smith, I, I think that his numbers will – I think he'll get over 1,000 yards before it's all said and done. I guess I look at it in terms of the totality of, of how many catches he has. He only has three less catches than uh, uh, A.J. Brown. So A.J. Brown's got 43. He's got 40. Goddard's got 40. Where I would like to see them use Devontae Smith more – and I said this in a previous video, is I think more deeper routes, if you look at the damage he did to Washington deep, and we've seen some of the catches he can make, uh, I, I don't know why they don't use him deep more. It seems like there's always short routes to intermediate routes. So uh, I would like to see them open it up for him a little bit, I guess. You know you, you know what, Philly? I don't think they like the high percentage turnover plays. And those right. plus 25, the reason you see a lot more picks with Josh Allen, Josh Allen throws plus 25 at right. least seven, eight times a game. Yeah. They don't have to right now, okay? So their big thing, in my opinion, is it's not so much about making the plus 25 play as the turnover is important to them. They're playing right. great takeaway football right now on defense, and they don't want to give the opponent an opportunity to get the ball so – I, yeah. I, do you think it's by design they're not doing that with deep passes? I, I think so because there was a stretch between uh, – well, I want to say that that Washington game when they did go deep to uh, Devontae Smith before the half uh, up until they came back and played Pittsburgh where they didn't even throw, they even throw deep to A.J. Brown. What, what makes A.J. Brown so – so good is that he's so hard to bring down after the catch. He could take a five-yard slant and make it a twenty-yard play. You know, I, I think I think that's why I think that's why his average and the yards are way higher than Devontae Smith. You think Darius Slay should be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year? Mm. Wow, I like that. I didn't. I never thought of that. You know, I never thought his name. His think name about what he did. Him. Philly to hmm. to Jefferson. He takes mm-hmm. on the number one guy every week. He's the highest rated shutdown corner in the league, according to pro yeah. football focus right now. Your defense, and here's why I say I give him major consideration over Mike, Michael Parsons, even though I think he's going to probably win it because of the media loves the Cowboys. But how mm-hmm. can you be on a football team that gave up 240 yards rushing to the Bears and you're not a very good run defense and yet yeah. the Eagle defense has given up less than 17 points or 19 points a game. You got the best shutdown corner. Isn't he in yeah. the conversation for defensive player I, of the year? Yeah, I, I really like that. I, I haven't thought of that. I might have to steal that from you. I, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I think he is. Plus, the biggest problem with Parsons is he wears a stupid satanic star on his head. That's the biggest problem. That's why he doesn't deserve to win crap, you know, as far as I'm concerned. I'll tell you what, man, that 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 secondary, it's the best secondary in the NFL. Do you agree? 
It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, as great as Darius Slay has been, and maybe you're right about defensive player of the year. You look at Bradbury, he's constantly tested. He's one of the highest he's rated and he's been lights out too. So I think you have two, two really, really good corners. You have uh Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I think he's come, he's coming well, well at safety. Great. I five mean, picks, five picks. I think he's, I think, you know, here's a guy that came in thinking he's going to play what slot, and then he gets traded, moves to safety. I think with a full off season to maybe get a little bigger, get better tackling, I think he could become a complete safety. But he's a natural ball hawk. That he is. The five best Eagle players up to the midway point of the season. I I, I wrote this list down here of guys that I think have played. The five best here. I put at the bottom here. I put CJ. I put AJ Brown. Okay. I put Slay third. Okay. Okay. Goddard two. Would you agree yeah. Goddard's right now maybe the most complete tight end in the NFL? He has to be top three. I would say NFC, yes. Conference, definitely. Um, if the whole entire the kid in Baltimore is great, Mark Andrews, he's good. Yeah, I, I like Kelsey. I, I like Kelsey. Although you want to maybe argue his blocking, I don't know, but yeah, I he's up there. Jalen Hurts number one. So CJ, AJ, Slay, Goddard, and Hurts. How's that look? Any, any anybody else you would add that you think has really played great coming up to the midway point of the season here? I'll give you my list, but I'm going to go the opposite way. I got to go from one to five. I'm too, I'm too stupid to go backwards. Okay. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go Hertz one, Slay two, Brown three, Bradbury four. Huh. And then Twansley Gardner Johnson five or God, it, it'd be, it, I, it'd be probably, I'll say probably, I'll probably say Dallas Goddard and then Gardner Johnson six, but that that's probably how I would do it. Okay, I got another one here for you. Why are you convinced that the Philadelphia Eagles, even if they have the best record at the end of the year and they have home field advantage in the playoffs, are not a one and done? And I'm going to give you precedent. Last couple of years when the Packers have had home field advantage in the best record, they were bounced mm-hmm. in the opening round. The Dodgers, I know it's a different sport, had 111 wins were bounced in the opening series. The Phoenix Suns, last two years, have had the best record in the NBA, bounced in the playoffs. Why are the Eagles any different than some of these other teams? And there's precedent too, Philly, for teams that have the good and the best record not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, look yeah. at the 10-6 uh, Giants. They ended up beating the undefeated New England Patriots. Now, they did yeah. get to the game, yeah. but still, I mean, why is this team different when we look at where the Eagles are today, well, I'll say first of all, you you, you talked of Suns, Suns, Dodgers, and Packers. I would say have a history in my lifetime of watching those teams choke many times. So I've seen that happen before with those organizations. Two, um, Jalen Hurts. I don't. I I think he, he's just a cool customer, man. Like I I don't think the moment would be too big for him. And I think most importantly. If the Eagles have home field advantage in the playoffs, that's going to be a scary place to play. It just is. 
I, agree. I think I will say this though. I think the 49ers would present the Eagles with with the best chance of beating them in Philly. Here, but um, here, here's the one thing though, Philly. And I agree with you, but they got to get their guys on the field. Right. I mean, right, right. look, they have the best tackle in football, and he's a left tackle, not a right tackle, and that's Trent Williams. Right. right. They've added Christian McCaffrey. They've got Debo. They, on mm-hmm. the other side, Fred Warner is a ball hawk. That yeah. little linebacker they have, he's the best yeah. inside backer in the sport. Yeah. Bose is a hell of a pass rusher. They got dudes in that secondary. It's a good – and their coach, Kyle Shanahan, has more playoff experience than Nick Sirianni. Well, the question, and again, though, is – and I – hey, by the way, I think that's your NFC Championship game in Philly. Yeah, I think it could be too. And I think you got to remember they're also battle-tested, right? They've been to the playoffs. They've been on the road. They've won big road games. So I don't think they would beat the Eagles, but I think that out of all the NFC conference, they they would be the biggest – they would have the best chance. We'll put it that way. Eagles right now with the Saints have the sixth pick in the draft. What's the one area of the football team that you would use? Or would you move down and try to create more equity for yourself in the first round? It it depends. I would would move down if there's players that are close to the player I'm looking at. I think you have to get a premier pass rusher. I think you need a premier – defensive end will anderson jr somebody you need you need a, a defensive end you're going to lose brandon graham uh probably at the end of the year Derek Barnett, although he stinks he's going to be gone quinn he's not going to be here long term i think you need a, a a legit premier defensive end for this team the commanders on monday night um <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> what a stupid name stupid logo stupid owner don't Stupid we say, hey, hey, Philly, you know what? I do this to everyone, too. Man, yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're the Redskins. They'll always be the Redskins. I get mm-hmm. it's not appropriate, and I understand it, and I totally do if it offends people. Cowboys and Commanders, I don't know. Don't Just work. Those, <laughs> don't Eagles, work. Commanders, I'm not no. sure. What, what What are you expecting Monday night? Uh, I think the Eagles are going to kick kick the butt. I, I think, look, I think the Eagles came out. They didn't play great Thursday. Short week, travel, I get it. But now they're getting some extra rest. This is a Monday night game, a division game. They're going to be ready to go. I think I think Washington runs into a buzzsaw. I, I think the Eagles beat them handily. I, I do. You know, I've been bringing this up, and I'm going to use Sydney's question here. Are you concerned about the run defense right now before I go into it? Are you concerned about it? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about it. I mean, I, I try not to, uh, you know, I'm trying not to take that one Thursday night game where I thought it was really, really bad on national TV and make too much of a big deal. But it I is agree. a concern because when the, the average, and I forget what the exact numbers were, but the average of when Jordan Davis is in versus the run when he's not is tremendous. And um, I, I do, I, I am worried about it, yeah. How about this too, Philly? I, I said the same thing you did the next day. I went, I'm not concerned unless if they put two games in a row like that together. Mm-hmm. And if they put a couple games in a row, I said this. There's a guy sitting at home right now who's looking for a team and he's in shape. Why not go get Adama Katsu yeah. and put him on the team? You don't have to give up any draft equity. You could sign him as a free agent. You could keep him under the cap. He's probably going to – and by the way, you could prorate the $3 million 
You're not going to really have to pay him a shitload of money. Could you imagine this in a rotation? You got Fletcher Cox, Adamic Sue, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams, and Javon Hardgrave. I mean, I don't know about you. One of those guys is not going to have a bad game. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and if you can rotate him in with the rest of those guys and keep him fresh, because I know, I know he's a little older. I think he's like 34, 35 years old. Yeah. And he also, he also, you know, I, I did read articles that he does want to play for a contender. It may, it may be a, a really good move for the Eagles. You know, I, I, at this point when you're what, eight and oh, why not? <laughs> like, what do you got to lose at this point? Do it. You do it. Will Robert Quinn be a factor by the end of the year? Yeah. I, I think I said I said when they traded for him, I said give him till the Washington game. I think this will be the first game he records his first sack. I want to sneak one more in on you. Concerned about Jordan Mulata's injury? No, not 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 yet. Um, you know he had the bye week. He's got kind of a mini bye week this week. I don't think he played good. I don't know if it was because of the injury or not. I I don't think Lane Johnson played great either. So um, you know. It, I'll go with your thinking about the run defense. If it's something that happens the next few weeks, then then I'll start worrying. Yeah, you know, one thing that the Texans did do, they got pressure on Hurts, and they ran the ball on them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm with you. I'm. I'm not. I, I think you're going to get three sometimes subpar games that you play in a year. What the key is here is not is beating those teams. And not stringing them back to back. You know what I mean? If they right. if they blow out the Washington Commanders on Monday, okay? And right. what's being reported is that Chase Young may actually be activated for that game. They're going to line him up on Milata. And yeah. if he beats him, then we're going to have an issue then that Milata's injured right yeah. now. Well, you know, I mean, Chase Young is going to be, if he plays, he's going to probably be on a snap count. How much, yeah. how well in shape is he going to be? So, I mean, yeah, if he if he's damaging us, Coming back in his first game, that would that would definitely be a problem. I don't see it. If I'm Washington, I'm running the ball 40 times. I think everybody's going to now try to test the Eagles in the run game. I expect it with Tennessee when they play us. I expect it with the Giants. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna know because their teams are going to test them when it comes to that run game now. Darius Slay has to be in the defensive player of the year. I think I think that I think I'll have to talk about that. I I, I never, you know, it's so funny. You I guess sometimes you forget about the, the cornerbacks and, and other positions because you always expect it to be like a pass rusher or you know, yeah. ball safety linebacker. But yeah, that's a I think that's a great one. I mean, he he shut down every, they don't even throw his way anymore. So yeah, I agree. Last last DB to last corner actually was Stefan Gilmore in 19. That won oh, the defensive won. player of the year award. So, Philly, there is oh. precedent for somebody doing that. I look, and I know the media is all over Michael Parsons. He's got a mouthpiece in Bayless on Fox. So, I mean, he's probably unfairly going to win it. But Slay's right. got to be in that conversation. That's all I'm yeah. saying. All I know is when Parsons went up against us, he did nothing. <laughs> hey, he got so mm -hmm. mad. He he went back at me on Twitter. Oh, and he yeah? went Did back he? and forth. Oh, my God. He goes, I don't really care about the award. You must not be watching football. I said, yeah, when you played uh, Jack Driscoll, dude, that's when you started getting pressure. No no, no dissing on Jack. <laughs> right, right. I go, but was, Lane Johnson put you on your bonnet, bro. Yeah, <laughs> damn right. Yeah, he did look good in that Phillies jersey. I'll give him that, you know, because you see him on Twitter with his Philly jersey doing a World Series. 
I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Parsons wants to be an Eagle. Let's 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 be honest. Okay, if you had to redo that? the if you had to redo the draft all over, Devontae or Parsons. I love Devontae Smith, but I'm going Parsons. Me too, man. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. I think the Eagles didn't realize he was how good of a nobody pass rusher he would be. Not even they Dallas. thought he was just a typical linebacker. Yeah, yep. and you know I, I can't I can't kill them for that one. I, I like well, Devontae. Hey, I still hey, think Billy, Devontae. The Cowboys yeah. wanted Sertain, the kid from the, yeah, uh, that that's right in Denver. Yeah, so that guy fell in their lap. Fell in their lap. And I still think Devontae's gonna gonna have a big year this year. I, I do. I mean, I think he's having a pretty good year this year. I still think he I I think you could literally have three guys over a thousand yards for the Eagles when it's all said and done. Look at you, man. My the man Jalen Hurts, the Eagle guy, man. There you go, baby. I love it. Hey, love Bona it. Fortuna, my friend. I will see you, you soon. Thank right you back. so much for all doing right, this. Thank you. Take care. You got it, my friend Philly 500. All right, please hit the like button. We got a ton of stuff to hit on here. Scouts have said the top eight quarterbacks. What round will Howie Roseman take a quarterback? Week 10 of the National Football League. We're going to reset. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Football show. Appreciate you guys coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Philly 500. Um, Highway will get a steal in the third. The quarterback will have the same skill set as Hertz. Interesting, GT. Hmm. I may have just a guy for you. I may have just a guy. Greg says. Josh Allen's injury could get worse. I'm hearing he may miss two games. How about Justin Fields? NFC Offensive Player of the Week. NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Good for him. Good for him. Marcus Mariota, Geno Smith. Look at some of these stories we're seeing. It's not just Hurts. Guys are playing, man. I mean... They're getting better. Is it enough? Like, if you're Chicago, you've got to build a team around Justin Fields the same way you built a team around Jalen Hurts in Philly. Can I tell you the number one thing that you have to do in Chicago that you have done that's wrong for the last 25 years? Show some patience. If you're going to build the team and coach him RPO-ish, that's what you're doing right now anyway. And you're building it around a running game, which they look like they're pretty proficient. They went for 240 on the Cowboys. Then they added Claypool, okay? If I'm Chicago, you got to go knee-deep in the O-lineman, knee-deep in the O-lineman, and you got to improve that O-line. It's not about building the team from the perimeter. You see, the reason that Howie Roseman can build the team from the perimeter is because the team's already been set in stone with the O-line. He can go get A.J. He can draft Devontae. You can't do that if your O-line's in tatters. Everyone knows you don't draft from the outside in. You draft from the inside out. You've got to be stable in the O-line or it doesn't matter. You can have a $50 million quarterback and a two-cent O-line. And you're not going to go anywhere. You have a two-cent O-line and a $50 million payroll. What's the point of paying them? You're not going anywhere. Yeah, well, GT, the afforded thing, there's two components here. The best O-line and you're not paying your quarterback. That stuff's changing. In about 18 months, that'll all change. NFL's a copycat league. It, it, it is the best thing that Chicago, Chicago and Matt Eberflus has come to the conclusion he's not a drop-back guy. He's an RPO guy, and he's a good player in the RPO system. That's how... 
That's how he's getting better. See, here is a prime example of what the NFL does to kill quarterbacks' chances of success. This is the Jonathan Gannon mentality. I got a system. We're going to put a kid in it. And if he succeeds, great. If he doesn't, we'll get another guy. Then we'll get another guy. Then we'll get another guy. Then we'll get another guy. And before you know it, Chicago's Cleveland with 70 different quarterbacks and no continuity in there. And you can't build any continuity if you're constantly knee-jerking. That's what's happened in Chicago for 25 years is the fact that they, they panic. Well, let's do this. Let's go here. Let's fire the coach. Let's get a new OC. Let's get a new general manager. Let's get to – you're never going to win. Do you know why the Eagles dominate the NFC East? You got a GM that's been in the building for 22 years. You got a system that was set in place by Andy Reid and Joe Banner. You, 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 you've got the best offensive line coach in the league. You got an up-and-coming offensive coordinator. I think your D coordinator sucks. However, it's working. It's working. Chicago's going to run all over the Eagles. I ain't going to throw it on them, that's for sure. The RPO is killing the NFL defenses now. Yeah, but GT, they'll catch up with that. They'll catch up with that. Demarcus Lawrence is playing better than Parsons right now. I wouldn't go there. Lawrence is playing good. He's, here's where Lawrence is playing better. Lawrence is playing better, in my opinion, against the run than Michael Parsons. That's why I said this about Slay. How could that guy's name not be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year? There's nothing that he has done where you went, oh, okay, that was a shit game. He hasn't had one of those. Michael Parsons versus the Eagles? Okay, and like I said, I actually like the Swiss Army Knife and Jack Driscoll. I like him. There's a place in this league for him, okay? He will always have a place in the league. But if you're going to start making your bones on him and Lane's shutting you down and you're getting pancaked and then you're starting to toot that, hey, you know what, I didn't have that bad a game again. Dad, yeah. And getting into conversations and arguments with me. Jeffrey Laurie is the best pro sports owner in the city. Yes. Yes. I don't know, man. The guy who owns the Phillies, he went out and bought and got, um, and now they're in the, now they're in the sweepstakes here for Trey Turner. I don't know. Guy brought in also too, you know, a lot of good and big name guys on that Phillies team. He ain't afraid to not lose money, man. He spends money. Owner of that Phillies team is spending dough, man. Okay? He went out and got Bryce Harper too, dude. Okay, it hasn't resulted in a Super Bowl or, excuse me, a World Series title. But I'll tell you what, he ain't afraid not to spend dough. Top three payroll Phillies. That, that's a testament to the owner. That's a, that's a hell of an opportunity for them to continue to get better, especially if they end up getting Trey Turner. Bills can't lose two more games. Dude, I'm just saying, I, I think he's going to be out two more games. Uh, Josh Allen, I think he's going to be out two games, I should say, because he hasn't missed one yet. 
According to your logic, Slay has only went up against one premier wideout. No, that's not what I said. I said he's gone against Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the league, and everyone's number one. That's exactly what I said. He gets everybody's best guy who's ever on that team. The kid in Washington's pretty good. He just got a hefty payday. He didn't get DeAndre Hopkins because he was still on suspension. But he had C.D. Lamb. That's exactly what I said. I didn't say, well, I don't know how many premier wideouts he's played against. Is there any premier wideouts in Detroit? No. Jacksonville? No. Washington? Yes. Arizona? No. Dallas? Not really, but if you want to go CD, okay. Two. Jefferson? Three. Is there anybody in Houston? No. I don't know what you consider. Premier, I said he goes against their number ones. I hope Allen starts playing smarter. He's good for the league in Buffalo. Here all ball gets you. Andrew Luck's career. Philly, I've been saying it, man. This guy is destined to be broken up if they don't get him under control. He plays too reckless. He's going to end up like Cam. If you think about it, really, Josh Allen's a better version of Cam Newton. And he's going to be torn up in a couple years if they don't get that under control in Buffalo. See, Buffalo's not in a one-year window for the Super Bowl. You're in a 10-year window. If you protect this guy, got to protect him or you're going to be in for a disaster. Hey, how about, how about um, Dicker the Kicker? The guy that was on the Eagles for a little bit. AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Dicker the Kicker. I like it. Good job, kid. Geno Smith, Dicker the Kicker. Justin Fields have won Player of the Week awards in the NFL this year. Dicker to kicker. All right. Top QB 2023 prospects. I got a guy for you that I think the Eagles should draft a quarterback. Okay? Week 10 of the National Football League. I want to reset this. I've got a quarterback. By the way, you'll understand what I talk about when I say this. I'm not... This is not to replace Jalen Hurts, okay? It's not what it is. I've got a guy, though, because I think he will draft a quarterback because why? Gardner Minshew's gone at the end of the year. He's not going to stay here in Philly. It's it. He's done. He's out. I got a guy for you here. Plus week 10 of the NFL. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Keep it here. Hour three, National Football Show. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Fall Car Fest. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey. Tell us your story. The faces you know. The team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program. Action News. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Please hit the like button real quick before we get into a guy that I think the Eagles should take a look at and drafting at quarterback in the upcoming April draft. Um, about Pete Carroll going on a radio station in Seattle and saying resistance. I guess there used to be a armband that Russell Wilson wore up in Seattle. And every time he would look down at the band, he would always have resistance on the plays that were on there. Geno Smith has a wristband. You know what it says on it? No resistance. And Pete didn't really kind of like come out, but he basically has been saying last couple of years has been a ton of resistance in the building. Russell Wilson didn't want to listen to his coaches anymore. I'm finding more out about Russell Wilson and the fact that Seattle's winning and that Denver's losing without words being said. Is Russell Wilson a bad teammate? Seems like he was very difficult to coach. Russell, you know, anytime you throw God into the equation, you're always going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He's a big believer in God, which is awesome. No one's... No one's throwing shade on any of that. Throws God out there, but I don't know. You can't hide behind that when you're seeing results in Seattle and you're hearing people in the building and former teammates saying, this guy battled the coaching staff every single day and it became impossible to do anything. These are teammates saying that. 
you're always going to be careful because God's involved in it. And he's a very, he's a huge religious guy. So you don't really attack him. But if you're talking about him as a football man, instead of being a preacher, he's not a very good teammate, it seems. I mean, Hollywood Wilson, I guess. I'm learning more about Russell Wilson not being a very good teammate this year, and I didn't think that of him. But why would Pete Carroll make innuendo like that on a radio show? He goes, you know what I love about Gino? And he does love Gino. He goes, Gino wears a wristband that says no resistance. Guy we had here before wore the same wristband. And every time he looked down at the play sheet on his wrist, he complained. That's Pete Carroll saying that. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz. Should they have won more in Seattle when you had the Legion of Boom there and beast mode? Was it him that threw that pick and called that play? Was it him? Was Pete covering? That'll be one of the biggest bonehead moves in the history. Now, the only reason that I think it's Pete Carroll, remember in the game against the Texas Longhorns? Okay, USC went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. And then he had another play like that in the Super Bowl to win it. And he didn't go to beast mode. They throw it on the two. I don't know. Yale. Okay. Well, doesn't sound like it. Taco goes, imagine believing in God. What's that guy? Bro, my point is, it's great that you have a religious religious belief in God. No one's going to attack people like that. That's why they don't attack Tebow. Tebow sucked. Imagine believing in God. Another snowflake. They need to draft a guy who can run the system if Jalen goes down. William, we're going to get that. And we're going to get that too in a second here. As a matter of fact, why don't we do that right now? I think Russell Wilson, man. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a very good teammate. Oh, it, it, it just, it's clearly not working in Denver. All right. Here are the eight quarterbacks that potentially are going to be in the first round or in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. Do you know who the number one ranked guy is? It's Bryce Young. Alabama. Size is probably going to be an issue. But Bryce Young's number one right now. I I think he is. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, is number two. Number three is Will Levis from Kentucky. How about this kid's name? Number four. The kid Hooker from Tennessee. 
has now put himself in the conversation for potentially being drafted in the first round or in the first three rounds. Number five, Anthony Richardson, Florida. Number six, Cameron Wards, Washington State. Number seven, Michael Penix, Washington. And here's the guy that is intriguing to me. Kid from Tennessee can play. He can. Tell me what you think of this. To be the backup quarterback in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Shador Sanders, Jackson State. He's a sophomore, redshirt, I believe. This kid, Sanders, I get it's Jackson State. I get it. But when I watch that kid play, that kid is good. He's got a cannon. And he reminds me of Lamar Jackson. He's premier. He is. He's prime times kid. And he can run the Eagle offense that they're doing right now. Okay. Not me. You could keep that kid from Clemson. He has failed miserably. He has failed miserably. Okay. Xander says Dion coaching. Beats down there. He, he's crushing it. He is. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you this. This kid, Shador Sanders, he was going to be the starting quarterback at Florida State. And because his pop took the Jackson State job, he transferred. He was going to be the starting quarterback at FSU. So it's not like he wasn't recruited. He was recruited big time. And every time I watch him play, the way he reads, and do you know who's teaching him? Can I tell you who's also teaching him? How would you like this as your mentors? Tom Brady works with him in the offseason, along with Dion. So Sanders' son is working with Tom Brady and Tom House. You wouldn't want that in the third round to back up Jalen? Can you imagine what the teams would do if you drafted the kid you had him on the team. You put him in the game a couple times. You saw that, like the kid that's the backup in, uh, what's the kid that's the backup in Baltimore? That kid's going to play somewhere. Snoop, that kid's going to play. That kid is going to play. He's got Hall of Fame mentors. He's got the best coaches. Tom Brady watches his games, breaks them down for him, and tells him the shit he needs to work on every week. Who in the world wouldn't want... That would be like being taught... And then your pop is the greatest shutdown corner in NFL history. I don't know about you, man. And then you would have Jalen Hurts as a mentor in Philadelphia. Do you imagine the teams that would be coming after you to try to get that kid in their building? That kid Huntley can play. He, 
Anthony Richardson, and by the way, I don't know if Sanders would go for that because you know why? Sanders is probably going to start somewhere in the NFL. I think he's going to be a starting quarterback. Now, do I think he's a first rounder? I don't know. It's pretty close. He's going to go in. He's going to go in between one and three. And if you get him in the second or third round, dude, that's a pot of gold for you. Teams will be breaking your door down to try to go. What do you want for the kid? What do you want for him? I'll take a one. You imagine if you drafted him and you turned a third rounder into a first rounder. He's a great football player. Sanders would want him to go to Dallas. Could he be the replacement for Dak Prescott? Probably. For Sanders' son to turn down big-time programs for Jackson State, that shows character. Juba, he did it for his father. Talk about being raised right. He did it for his dad. Would you leave Florida State or LSU or a big-time program because your dad took an HBCU? It does show character. Jalen Hurts-type character. He could have went anywhere in the country. He had offers to all Power 5 teams. He landed at Florida State because his pop played there. And then he went like this. You know, my dad took the job. I'm going to go help my dad. That's Jalen Hurts stuff. Tony goes, imagine the viewpoint that Sanders' dads can give him from that side of the ball. And then you got Brady. So you got Brady on this side of the ball, and you got Dion on this side of the ball, and you got this gifted athlete in the middle. I don't know about you, but that's how the $6 million man was made. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Tom Brady and Dion Sanders. Hey, you need to do this. You know what Dion probably says? What did Tom tell you you saw this last week in this game? By the way, the things that Deion Sanders has done for the HBCU programs has been remarkable. Deion has had the biggest impact on the historically black colleges. He's probably had the most impact of any coach since Eddie Robinson. I mean, I, I, I see HBCU games on ESPN on weekends now, which is fantastic. There's great talent at those programs. There's great talent. Sanders is a smart kid. And Prime probably stays on him too. Yale, you know he's getting tough coached. Hey, and you know something? I, I always love this, what Denzel, Denzel Washington always says. Hey, man, the devil don't come at you when things are bad. The devil comes to you when things are going great. And that's the kind of shit Dion tells his kid. You got a lot of people talking how great you are, what kind of talent you are. A lot of devils out there right now. Got to keep your mind focused. You know the one thing you can always say about Dion? Dion's never been in trouble. Dion has been a great teammate. And for as much fame and how great he was, no shit on him. Same thing like LeBron in a way. Think about being LeBron James in today's 
world with social media, there's been stupid shit said, but nothing criminal and nothing that's going to hurt his image. Whatever you think of the guy, he's been a great face for the NBA. He's been an absolutely wonderful face. Hey, we could sit here and talk about his perimeter shooting, this and that. That's sports talk. That's barbershop shit. No one wants to talk about prison shit like Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? Brett Favre taking a reputation and his legendary career and trashing it the way he has. I don't know, man. I, I mean, bro, you got one reputation. And you can't defend it with your actions. GT goes, Dallas will take him before us. Listen, man, you get that kid in the second and third round, I'm going to draft him. Because you have an heir apparent to Jalen if anything goes wrong. And what else do you have? You have a kid that people are going to covet. You may be able to turn a second or third rounder into a first round. And you expressively tell Jalen, this kid's not here to take your gig, dude. And unlike that conversation that they had with Wentz, Wentz didn't believe him. You know why? Because Wentz doesn't trust anybody. When you give Jalen Hurts the keys to the Eagles and you go like this, we need to have somebody. You can't draft a drop-back quarterback. You can't draft a drop-back quarterback. you got to have a guy that fits the style that you're playing today so that you have no drop-off when you put him in the game. That's what they have in Baltimore. That kid Huntley is like an extension of Lamar Jackson. Now, do I think the kid's a first-rounder? I don't know. He may. Because when he gets to the combines, Shador is going to knock the covers off everybody. He's going to run a 4-4. He's going to have a cannon for an arm. He's, he's got great accuracy. Fly says, Dion's the greatest athlete in modern times. Baseball, football, unreal. Can I tell you, Fly, I played against Dion when he was at Florida State and I was at UM. The best athlete I've ever played against was Bo Jackson. I just, there was something crazy about Bo. Dion was right there. He's right there. But dude, Bo Jackson was a freak show. Could hit a five, could hit a baseball 500 feet. Could run 100 yards in 10 flat. I think he ran like a 40-yard dash in 3-9. Kid's unbelievable, man. Shit, yeah, he was better with the with the Royals. Bethune, Campbell, AM are former powerhouses. Razor. I, my, my, hey, my favorite program. Um, HBCU is Bethune Cookman. If you see, they follow me on my Twitter. And of course, Florida AM. I love the Rattlers. Love them. Oh, yeah, I'm a racist. The Rattlers and Bethune Cookman follow me. <laughs> I used to go, and I was the only, get this, I'd be the only guy in the state of Florida covering them. I cover Bethune Cookman every week, and I would cover Florida AM. Love those programs. Love those programs. Nate Newton played at AM. Love. Love those HBCU schools. They produce some of the greatest football players of all time. And I love the fact they follow me on Twitter because they know that I'm the only guy in the state of Florida when I was on the air down there on radio. I was the only guy covering them. 
Nobody else would take time. I used to go watch games. The Orange, Bl- the Orange Blossom um, parade they had, I, I was in it. <laughs> there, there I am. Hey, we're Sills. Uh, not too hard to find. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? Hey, all around, I think this kid's probably going to go in the first two. Okay? Yeah, I, I do. But those are good people, man. They're just great folks. Stetson Bennett? I don't know. Okay? I don't know. You know? I don't know. Stetson Bennett. Jay Money says, Bo was the man. Only had a shorter career because of the position he played in the NFL. Dude, he was... I played against him in college and the pros. Shit. Unbelievable. As a matter of fact, I didn't play against him when I was at Miami. I played against him when I was at Maryland. My freshman year, we went to Jordan-Hare. And he was some back, dude. He was, a, I think, a freshman. Bo may have been a freshman then. We were like number six in the country. Maryland hadn't been that high in a long time. And Boomer was our quarterback, but we were sixth in the country. I think he had 200 yards rushing. It was crazy. I played in that game a little bit too. Caleb Williams? I don't know. I think Dion's kid's better. I think yeah, he is a black belt, Yale. Bo's a black belt too. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so again, man, I, I, if I'm Howie, Anthony Richardson, Shador Sanders, hey, the kid Bo Nix, what do you make of him? The former Auburn kid who's up at, um, oh no, the for, yeah, the former Auburn kid who's at Oregon right now might be also somebody to take a look at because Look, do we all agree with this? Do we all agree that Howie's going to draft a quarterback? Yeah, Penix Jr., man. I think he's pretty good, too. Paul, I think he's pretty good. I've seen him. We agree, Howie, he's, he's not going to draft a quarterback unless it's one of these kids that falls into the second round, like Sanders' kid. See, Sanders' kid is going to have who you played. Well, you took you took Trey Lance. I mean, quite frankly, watch this. If you take Deion Sanders' kid and you look at Deion Sanders and you look at Trey Lance, what's the difference? Trey Lance was at North Dakota State. Okay, well, I don't know. I'd rather take a kid from an HBCU. I know there's talent down there in them conferences and in where those kids play. I don't know about North Dakota State. Okay, right? You drafted a kid. Hey, what was Trey? Second? So he was a second-round pick. Oh, no. He was the second pick in the first round, right? And he played against nobodies. Everyone, that's Kyle Shanahan, too. So you can't use that against Shador Sanders and go, well, he plays at the HBCU schools. Don't come out publicly and say that shit. Don't do that because that comes off a little bit on the side where you're like, what are you saying? Because he played against the the historically black colleges. What's that mean? I think there's better talent there than what um, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance played against. How he's not drafting a quarterback? Well, what are you going to do for quarterback? 
What are you going to do for your backup quarterback when Gardner Minshew leaves? Gardner Minshew, by the way, doesn't fit in this system that they're running here. What are you going to do at quarterback? And what I'm trying to do here for the Eagles, I'm trying to draft a quarterback, turn him into a bigger pick. Isn't that the objective here? Hey, what do you want for Sanders? A one. By the way, you think the Baltimore Ravens are going to hand that kid Huntley over to somebody? Not happening. That kid is as important as any player on that Ravens team because you don't have a psychotic drop-off when he gets in there. He's a pretty good ball player. Will Carter goes, did you know that Walter Payton played at Jackson State? So did Jackie Slater on the same team, actually, with Elvin Bethay. Yeah, and I know all them men. As a matter of fact, Jackie Slater's been on the show. Slater played at Jackson State, and so did Elvin Bethay and Walter Payton, and they were all on the same team. They were all on that same Jackson State team. All them guys got drafted, man. Slater's a Hall of Famer. Elvin Bethay's a Hall of Famer. And, of course, Walter Payton's a Hall of Famer. Fly, think about it. If he lasts outside of the first or second round, I don't think he'll get past two. And if he's in the two, and he's in the, he's in the second round, I don't know about you, but I might draft that kid. And go like this. Look, we're going to keep you here. We really love you. And you tell Jalen the same thing. Shit, you have Jalen in the room with him. Hey, we really love you, man. And there's going to be a ton of teams that are going to want you. We like you. We got Jalen here, though. And you could turn that pick into a maybe a first-rounder. Because, see, I think what's going to happen with this kid this kid's going to have the distinction because he played at the historically black colleges that they're going to say he didn't play against anybody. People are going to fire back and go, yeah, well, Trey Lance didn't either. What are you saying here? Shadur Sanders, <laughs> hey, if Lamar Jackson leaves Baltimore, if I, were, if I was Baltimore and I was DaCosta, I would draft him. I would draft him. Joseph says, that sounds sales, that sounds like a move how he would make. I listen. What you want to do with a team that is so built right now, and plus you'd get Sanders on a rookie contract and a second round. How do you not make that move? And he's your protection seatbelt if Jalen gets injured. Come on, man. Now look, a two might be considered high because. Then you're starting to go, well, you're drafting a kid to replace him. No. No. I'm drafting the best kid that I possibly can have in case Jalen gets hurt. By the way, I'm you you will not hear me say this at all here. I'm not taking the kid to replace Jalen. I'm taking the I'm taking the kid in case I have to put him in. So that my team that is ready made, and by the way. What if you come to a contract impasse with Jalen and he wants $55 million 
and you got a kid that you know can play, isn't that a move how he would go? Well, I feel comfortable with the kid that we drafted too. That's a security blanket for Howie too when it comes to negotiating the contract. You feel me? They're not just going to give money up for Jalen. They're just not going to hand over a checkbook. So if you, this is why I say, I thought about this last night. You're not drafting them to replace them. However, it is a good negotiating tool. We got a kid here who's the first round draft choice. We got him in the second. We're not going to pay you $50 million. We're willing to pay you $35 million on a five-year contract. We're willing to do that and put incentives in there that could push you over 40. Are you in for it? Okay. You're, 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 you want to pay him. You don't want to destroy the roster though in the process. Okay. He could muck around and play better than Jalen. Why, why would you, why would you not want to put the best players you possibly can on your roster? And again, I'm not, I think the kid Cunningham too, Marina. I think the kid Cunningham is not that bad. Malik Cunningham. I think he's a good looking player as well. You've got to kind of have a guy that's a skill set of Jalen here. Sanders is not graded out as a first-round pick right now. He's not. We can get the second by trading back the Saints. Okay. That uh, uh, wow, man! TV that is so spectacular of a take. Keep the quarterback or keep the roster. You can't have both. But what you can do is, you can negotiate the contract of the quarterback to fit the roster. That's right. And a guy like Shador Sanders gives you latitude. the name itself, Brady coaching him. So wait a minute. You would have Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, maybe Frank Reich, Tom Brady and Deion Sanders coaching the kid in his NFL career. I don't know about you. I think it's a no-brainer. And someone knocks on your door. What do you want for the kid? I'll take a one. Some team like New Orleans comes knocking. I'll take a one. Okay, here's a one. You parlay that third-round pick into a one. Very Howie-ish. Steichen will be gone if they keep winning. Okay, so they get Frank in. You want a Super Bowl with Frank. It's all good. And believe me, Frank and Nick Sirianni, these guys are thick as thieves together. They're best friends. If Shane Steichen leaves, hey, don't be shocked if Frank is hired as a consultant to the Eagles, a coaching consultant to the Eagles this coming offseason, even if Steichen doesn't leave. 
Why wouldn't you want Frank Reich there as an offensive consultant to your team? Why not bring him in the building? Nobody's saying he's going to play call, but having him, wouldn't you want another mind in the room, especially a guy in the room that you trust? Eagle management and front office loved the guy. Like I told you, he recommended Nick. He recommended Nick Sirianni. He recommended all of the, he recommended Shane Steichen. Why wouldn't you want a guy who put almost the entire coaching staff together? When Frank and them were talking about Wentz going to Indianapolis, Howie Roseman was talking to him about assistant coaches they could put with Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni was the OC in Indianapolis. And, and Frank goes, he'd be a great hire. This guy customizes and designs offenses the same way I do. Okay? And he's great to work with, and you're going to love him. I think Frank will get another head coaching job, too. I do. I think Frank's a good coach, man. I think he works for a horrible owner. Dion's not going to let his son come. Once you get drafted, bro, you have no choice. It's not like Frank doesn't know how to run an offense. <laughs> Shit, man. When you got as much meddling as you have in Indianapolis – like you have with um, Jim Irsay, I'm surprised they were able to get out of their own way. Even Josh McDaniel turned that job down, and he's sucking out loud with the with the Raiders. Give Jalen a four year, one fifty extension. Then you draft this. Wait a minute, I may not have to do that if I got another kid that I think that could play the position. I'm not going to I'm not going to give the roster up. I am not going to give the roster up. Cuz you're not going to win like look at these shitty teams. Do you want to be one of those other teams? The magic in New England was Brady never took the most money. That was the entire rub at the end of his time in New England cuz they didn't want to reinvest it. I didn't want to go down that route. All right. I want to take a timeout because I want to look at week 10 of the National Football League. Of course, Monday night, Washington and Philly um, will play. And it's going to be at Lincoln Financial. So that's a home game against the Washington Commanders and Tyler Heineke. I want to take a look at that. Think about what I told you about the kid Sanders at Jackson State. Gives Howie a lot of latitude here. All right. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. 
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Look, I'm not, it's it's not, it's not a conversation on trying to replace Jalen. Not in a million years. Not there. Not there. But what you want to do is put people on your team that you have value so when you move them, you don't get in the position that you're trying to move Jalen Rager. The biggest nightmare that a GM can have is that when you draft a guy in the first round and you try moving him and you get a seventh for him, that's a colossal failure. That's a colossal overvaluing and loss of a pick. You get a seventh. Look at the Baker Mayfield thing. Okay? Look at the Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield... What's the kid's name? What's that dude's name? Is it PJ? What is it? What's the guy's name in um in uh in Carolina? PJ Walker. So Baker Mayfield came off the IR list. Okay, and get this. Do, do you know what the interim coach in the organization said? That's okay. We're going with P.J. Walker. The number one overall pick. So you've got him on your team. The Cleveland Browns are playing the majority of that contract, that extension of $18 million you picked up, and that guy has completely been a turd. It's not that he's not decent. He's kind of decent. But for the number one overall pick to next year be on his third team in five years, I don't know. 
You could pick that guy up for the league minimum next year. He's terrible. And and don't say, well, he's in Cleveland and Carolina. Joe Burrow's in Cincinnati. Even Kyler Murray in Arizona. The Bidwells aren't known for being spectacular owners. And they win with him. I mean, Juba goes like this. They're tanking. P.J. Walker beat Brady. That's not tanking. <laughs> That's not tanking. I don't know, right? Maniac, it's all good, bro. Look at my Jimmy Johnson book up there, man. How you doing? Look at that baby, man. Hey, can I tell you a story? Got to tell you this. So I told Sandra this. And so let me show you what my ego is before I get into week 10 of the NFL here. Can I tell you my ego? So Coach Johnson goes, hey, man, I'm going to send you a book. You know, you're one of my guys. So I go to my wife and I go like this. Well, you know, Coach wants me to put the book on display, you know. I charge people, you know, to kind of do things. And she's like, I'm sure Jimmy Johnson gets a ton out of being friends with you than you being friends with him. <laughs> and, and always leave it to my wife. Joseph, my wife goes like this. So you're going to charge your coach for putting your book that he wrote to you on your shelf and you're going to ask him for money. Dan, you get more out of knowing him than he does you. And I went like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she goes, <laughs> Hey, and I went like this. Okay. You know, okay, man, I think I'm bigger than I am. That's a reality check and it's clear form. Joseph, my wife's like this. I, she goes just like this. Watch. Hey, so you think you get, Jimmy gets a lot out of knowing you. Just like this, put her hand over her eyes. I went, what? She's like, so, so you think Coach Johnson, it's a big deal that he knows you and you played for him? Or you played for him and you know him? What are we having for dinner tonight, honey? <laughs> that conversation went like that fast. <laughs> oh. When you have a good one, man, they tell it to you the way it is, right? Oh, how can you tank in a losing division? <laughs> hey, I don't know. Ask, ask, ask Howie. He knows how to do it. He just pulls guys out. And he tanks the last game of the season so he get a better draft pick? I don't know. Or he undermines his coach. I'm not sure. He was good at it that year. All right. Week 10 NFL. Uh, speaking, how about Atlanta, Carolina? Give it to Marcus Mariota. That's, hey, watch this, though. Here's your Thursday night Amazon. Jeff Bezos and um, Jay-Z, you, you, you better give him the Washington Commanders. Okay? You better give the commanders to those, to Jeff Bezos. 
Atlanta, Carolina is your Thursday night game. Holy cow. I mean, look, I mean, the Texans, the Texans Eagle game wasn't that bad. It was kind of competitive, right? Greg, are you done? Sunday. Wait a minute here. Question for you. Does Geno Smith go into Tampa and beat Brady? I don't. Does Geno Smith go into Tampa and beat Brady? Seattle at Tampa. Geno Smith goes back to the state of Florida. Denver at Tennessee. Russell Wilson goes down to Tennessee, in my opinion. Cleveland at Miami. They play in Germany. That's right. That thing's in Germany, so we'll know early. Oh, it's in Germany. That's right. That thing's in Germany. Munich, right? Hey, Marcos, Munich? Is that right? It's in Munich. It's in Munich. You guys are right. It's not at the um, it's not in Tampa. That's right. That's right. That's right. It is. It's in Munich. Actually, been to Munich. I've been to Munich Airport too. Guys, check this out. So I'm playing. I'm playing football. No, I was wrestling. I was wrestling for Otto Wants. And get this, my wife, me, and Road Warrior Hawk are going through the Munich airport. I have one of those, like, um, those old school games where you could play, like, solitary. No, 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 it was blackjack. And I'm walking over this plate. That's in the middle of the Munich airport. I look down and it says, look to your left. I look to the left and there's this big, like burned out spot in the middle of the tarmac. Do you know what that was? I look at the plaque and me and Hawk love Mike. Mike was a great guy, man, from the Road Warriors. Um, do you know what I looked at? Because it says, look to your left. Oh, yeah, I wrestled in Germany. I wrestled in Austria, um, Germany, I, Vienna. I wrestled in Vienna, Graz, Bonn in Germany, and Frankfurt. I almost went through the Fenster. Italian in Germany. I know. Guess what I saw? So I looked over to the left. And it was the burned out remains of when the Olympic um, Israeli athletes were murdered. Guy comes up and they carry machine guns. And the guy comes up to me and goes, what's that in your hand? And I go, what are you talking? He goes, may I have it, please? And the guy took it from me and I go, it's a blackjack thing. Mike goes like this. He's trying to blow the plane up. I go, no, I'm not. I never got it back. I go, what the, my wife's with me too. So yeah, we look down at the plaque. Then it says, look over to the left. Ethan Shizakov. Yeah. Hey dude, they serve beer at McDonald's. They serve beer. I go, can I, and, and they give you four tablets of like, um, like uh, ice cubes when you get your Coke. There's a guy standing in the morning at 6.30. I'm looking for a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. 
This guy goes, three beer, please. Please, three beer. I'm going, okay. Not a beer was good, though, dude. Valencia is Italiani. Detroit at Chicago. Got the Bears winning that. Each nine big sales. Each nine billioner. Houston and the Giants. I got the Gigantes winning. Jacksonville to Kansas City. Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. Holy cow, man. Kansas City's going to win big in that one. Minnesota at Buffalo. Woo! No Josh Allen, though. Minnesota will win that game. How about Minnesota? Are they 8-1? and one? They're going to go to nine and one. No, they're seven and one. They'll go to eight and one, right? Eight and one. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. That's terrible. I want Pittsburgh to win because that helps the Eagles when it comes to the sixth pick in the draft. How about this thing here? Indianapolis, Las Vegas. How about Arizona and the Rams? Let me ask you this one here. If the Green Bay Packers lose to the Cowboys this weekend, by the way, it's at Lambeau. If they lose, do you sit Rodgers the rest of the year? I think you'll be three and seven. Is that right? Or three and six. I think you'll be three and six. I think. God, it can't be three and seven. Do you sit Rodgers? You go like this to Rodgers. What's the point? To be three and seven? Wow. Dude, you got to sit him, right? He's a $50 million guy. Why am I playing him in a three and seven team for the rest of the way out? Why would I, why would I play him? He's making his money. And plus you get a chance to look at Jordan Love. I mean, right? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you go like this to him? Look, this ain't about us not liking you, but why would we want to risk you getting hurt? You get a chance to rest up. You come back next year. Get a chance to look at Jordan Love, and if anybody likes him, the same thing I was talking about you with maybe drafting Sanders. You put this guy in the game, who knows? Maybe Gutekest goes like this. Hey, the guy's not bad. And maybe you move him, or you move off of Rodgers. And you move Rodgers for a year or two. Guess where? Tampa. Hey, oh, it's, hey by the way, Yale, that's going to be the ugliest divorce you've ever seen. Hey, I'll tell you this. The divorce in Seattle with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll is becoming uglier. The divorce with Brady and the Patriots was kind of decent. They amicably moved on. And get this, nobody really threw shit at each other. They just moved on. See, this thing with Seattle's, this thing with Green Bay will be a shit show with Aaron Rodgers if they decide to move off this guy. Rodgers to the Raiders, you move off of Derek Carr? I don't know. 
L.A. Chargers versus Jimmy G. Jimmy G, baby. Jimmy G will go 50 and 17 as a starting quarterback if he beats the Chargers. Yeah, but he sucks, right? Oh, hey, question. If you're the 49ers, do you bring Jimmy Garoppolo back? Do you bring Garoppolo back? Do you ask him to come back? What if Garoppolo gets to the NFC Championship game? Hypothetically, I say you're going to the Super Bowl. Let me just say this. What if Garoppolo gets to the Super Bowl and he wins it? <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson is going to make a lot of money. But what if Jimmy G gets to the Super Bowl, raises his playoff record to 7-1, and 7-2, and two, with a Super Bowl title, three NFC championship game appearances, two NFC titles in a Super Bowl, you're going to move off him? Really? You would move off of a guy who won you the Super Bowl and been to three NFC title games. Got to bring Jimmy Pornstar back. Damn, what are the chances the Patriots try to get Garoppolo back? They got to figure out if Mac Jones can play. Then, of course, on Monday night, the shit show that is with Washington Redskins versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, I had to do it. I'm sick of I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. You the what I, I I feel like somebody on Twitter editing myself when I say commanders. It's so anti-cilio. The Washington Commanders. The 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 Cleveland hey, what's the deal? <laughs> hey, what what what's the deal in uh, Cleveland with the Indians? Not 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 that that's a racial thing. What are they called? Oh yeah, they're named after a prophylactic. The, the Guardian. Get these Guardians. You can find them in any gas station or truck stop. Seventy five cents for three. They come in threes. You know everything comes in threes. <laughs> <laughs> the Guardians. Have you tried this Guardian? I saw him the other day, man. Francona does a great job in the pitching stuff. No, no, no. I'm talking about the prophylactics. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm more of a gold standard. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, dude. Really? You know? Look, I get it, man. The Cleveland Guardians. Try them. You'll like them. They fit all sizes. <laughs> Joseph goes, Frank, if you heard anything about where Frank, Frank's going to get 8 million bucks that's still owed to him. Okay. I thought you were going to say Trojans. No, Trojans and Beavers, when they uh, hook up, is always a good weekend. Oregon State and USC, of course, I'm talking. Aunt Betty. 
<laughs> Oregon State versus USC. You know, it's usually a pretty decent weekend. Guardians, thank you. Oh, Washington versus Philly. Hey, Chase Young, man. There's a conversation that Chase Young could be ready to rock for that game. We're going to find out by Friday. And and also, I think we're going to find out by Thursday. And Allen, I think, yeah, what did I say? They're going to play Minnesota, right? Buffalo, Minnesota. I don't know. I don't think he's going to play in that game. And like you said, they can't lose too many games. Kansas City's going to have home field advantage. And, man, do you really want to go to Kansas City to have to go through Patrick Mahomes at home with Andy Reid again? I don't know. If, if, if the Kansas City Chiefs get home field advantage, they're going to another Super Bowl. Baltimore could sneak up in this whole race here. Okay. Frank better relax with those 8 million coming to him. He, he got 8 million coming to him, man. Hey, do you know my boy Ed Ogeron, when he got fired at LSU, they paid him 28 million bucks. 28 million. I go, coach, how's it going? He goes, how do you think? I go, how you doing? <laughs> when does Big Seals get to come and see you? Right? 28 million bucks they gave Ogeron out the door. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what's funny, Kevin? Florida State Seminoles. You know what FSU did with those guys? They cut them in on a deal. They said, we'll give you 5% of all merchandising Florida State sells. Florida State Seminoles went like this. Great. Why couldn't people else cut those deals? Florida State Seminoles didn't want to take the name away from FSU. They're the only team that really kept that whole nickname thing. Hey, appreciate everybody coming aboard. Believe we're going to get Joe Theismann tomorrow. Thank you. Please hit the like button. Xander, great stuff. Three to six tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side.